While some people wait for a special time of the year to create personal change, like the new year or Lent, I think that every day is an opportunity to create change. And so I think that today is as good a time as any to think about what we might like to do differently in our personal lives. While creating change, personal change, often means doing things like eating healthier and exercising more, I'd like to focus today on how to create psychological change within ourselves. There are many ways, of course, that we can create psychological change, whether it's reframing our thoughts or challenging our own cognitive distortions or gaining insight into why we are the way that we are or practicing behavioral change, or even just identifying people and places that make us feel better. Another way to create psychological change, which I'd like to preach about today, is something called radical acceptance. It's possible that some of you may already be familiar with this concept, but if you're not, I hope you find it enlightening to think about. The concept of radical acceptance is a component of a form of psychotherapy called dialectical behavior therapy, or DBT. DBT was created by the contemporary American psychologist, Marsha Linehan, who is a professor emeritus of psychology at the University of Washington in Seattle. Born in the early 1940s as the third of six children, she herself suffered great amounts of psychological distress as an adolescent and had been diagnosed with psychosis, which was treated at that time by powerful sedatives, antipsychotics, and electroconvulsive therapy, which didn't actually help her suicidal thoughts and self-harm behaviors to go away. Linehan had spent 26 months in a psychiatric hospital and as she herself said about that time in her life, quote, I was in hell and I made a vow. When I get out, I'm going to come back and get others out of here, end quote. For that reason, after that experience, she was able to attend and graduate from college where she chose to study psychology to gain more insight into why she was the way that she was and with the hope of helping others like her to experience relief. While she was a student in Chicago, she was hospitalized several more times for suicidal ideation, and psychiatrists had little hope that she could survive outside of an institution. In 1967, while a student taking night classes at Loyola University, she found part-time work as a clerk at an insurance company and lived in a room at the YWCA. Because Linehan had been raised in a Roman Catholic family, she found prayer to be a helpful resource for her. She would frequently visit a Catholic chapel at a nearby retreat center, and one day, while praying, she experienced a mystical moment of profound insight that changed the direction of her life and career forever. As she said about that experience, quote, one night I was kneeling in there looking up at the cross. And suddenly, the whole place became gold. And suddenly, I felt something coming toward me. It was this shimmering experience, and I just ran back to my room and said, 
I love myself. It was the first time I remember talking to myself in the first person. I felt transformed, end quote. While life didn't automatically become easier for her, she discovered that she was better able to tolerate her emotional storms without cutting herself or engaging in other forms of self-harm, which was in itself a kind of miracle. Through her studies, she came to realize that the thing that had changed for her was that she could finally accept herself the way that she was. Previously, she tried to end her life when she experienced mental distress because the distance between who she actually was and who she wanted to be was too great and made her feel intensely desperate, sad, and wistful for a better life she feared that she would never know. The sense of radical acceptance that she'd experienced in that chapel that one night taught her that change was actually possible. Once she had that insight, she began to develop a new form of therapy called DBT, which is now often used to help people who are diagnosed with what's called borderline personality disorder, a condition that she thinks she was actually suffering from when she was a teenager and not the schizophrenia she'd been misdiagnosed with at that time. DBT is an eclectic form of therapy that draws heavily from cognitive therapy, behavioral therapy, as well as Zen Buddhist insights and practices. As I mentioned, the aspect of this form of treatment that we're focusing on today, radical acceptance, is something that any of us can practice. You don't have to be psychologically unwell to find its insights helpful. Radical acceptance acknowledges that we live in a world where pain and suffering of body or mind is present. What radical acceptance teaches though is that pain doesn't necessarily need to lead to suffering. Pain is a physical sensation or signal indicating an uncomfortable event within the body. Suffering, on the other hand, is the interpretation of that event and involves thoughts, beliefs, or judgments and reflects the human experience of pain. When we don't accept our pain, suffering is what results. As the author and psychiatrist Jenny Tates has written, quote, radical acceptance means recognizing your emotional or physical distress, whether around minor issues like traffic or more significant challenges, such as navigating a chronic illness, and then wholeheartedly practicing acceptance. Though it sounds counterintuitive, accepting negative circumstances can help you feel better. One reason is that the habitual ways we deal with difficult situations, like pretending that everything is fine, acting pleasant when feeling resentful, or even trying to acquiesce as a way to avoid truly feeling our emotions, are ultimately depleting and not restorative. That's where the radical bit of radical acceptance comes in. In this case, the word means being all in rather than going halfway, which will feel phony to you and those around you. 
It's the difference between accepting your anxious and avoiding and being willing to feel anxious while approaching meaningful opportunities, end quote. Recognizing that her spirituality was a core aspect of who she was, Marsha Linehan went on a retreat to a Buddhist monastery where she not only learned the insight of radical acceptance, but which also later led her to become trained in Zen meditation and to become a Zen teacher herself. While on a two-month retreat at a monastery, she knew that she found what she was looking for, that the monks had a way of teaching radical acceptance which both she and her clients could understand. While at the monastery, you're taught how to constantly accept everything that's happening and to let go of desires and what you want to happen. Each morning, monks and guests are assigned certain jobs and tasks to do. And so one has to let go of wanting to do a particular job. If one is assigned to sweep the floors, when the bell rings at the end of the time for chores, then you have to stop in the middle of what you're doing because wanting to finish the task is about you wanting to accomplish something, not about what's required. So you have to learn how to let go. Moment by moment, everything you do in the monastery is about letting go of what you want and radically accepting about what actually is. Letting go of what you want to have happen at any moment was illuminating for Linehan and applicable to therapy as well. Because suppressing what you want is not the way to go. Rather, you have to accept that you want something that you don't have and that that's not a catastrophe. Radical acceptance doesn't mean that you don't try to change things in the future, just that you have to radically accept the current moment that you're in as well as accepting the past for what it was. It's hard to create change if you don't accept the current moment for what it is in the first place. She also realized that radical acceptance does not necessarily mean that you approve of what's happening in the moment either, but rather that you are completely and totally accepting with your mind, body, and spirit that you can't currently change the present facts even if you don't like it. By choosing to radically accept the things that are outside of your control, you can prevent yourself from becoming stuck in unhappiness, bitterness, anger, and sadness, and you can stop the suffering that you experience. In terms of how to put this into practice, Linehan outlines 10 steps that a person can take to come to a place of radical acceptance. Step one, observe that you are questioning or fighting reality. So for example, you might say to yourself, it shouldn't be this way. Step two, remind yourself that the unpleasant reality is just as it is and cannot be changed. So you might be saying to yourself, this is what happened. Step three, Remind yourself that there are causes for the reality. So you might be saying to yourself, this is how things happened. One thing led to another, and here's where we are. Step four, 
Practice accepting with your whole self, your mind, your body, and your spirit. You can do this by using accepting self-talk or relaxation techniques or mindfulness meditation and or guided imagery. Step five, list all of the behaviors you would engage in if you did accept the facts and then engage in those behaviors as if you had already accepted the facts as they are. Step six, imagine in your mind's eye, believing what you do not want to accept and rehearse in your mind what you would do if you accepted what seems unacceptable. Step seven, attend to body sensations as you think about what you need to accept. So for example, you might pay attention to, is your heart beating faster, or are you sweating, or does your head or belly hurt? Step eight, allow disappointment, sadness, or grief to arise within you if that's what you're feeling. Step nine, and I think this is the most important step, acknowledge that life can be worth living even when there is pain. I'll say that again because I think it's really important. Acknowledge that life can be worth living even when there is pain. And finally, step 10. Make a pros and cons list if you find yourself resisting practicing radical acceptance. And those are the 10 steps towards practicing radical acceptance. Totally and completely accepting reality for what it is, not as we wish that it were, can be difficult and uncomfortable, but we also know that doing so can make someone feel free and unshackled because whatever mental energy you would have spent fighting reality now can be used to focus your attention on coping effectively with whatever situation you were dissatisfied with. As people of faith, we possess a great deal of hope for the future. A larger hope that tells us that the present reality doesn't define who we are or what we are capable of. And at the same time, we also faithfully accept the present moment, not wishing to escape it or resist it, but rather to find tranquility and equanimity in it, since this is the only moment that really counts because it's the only one that actually exists. We know that living in this way is a risk, as our reading this morning highlighted. It's risky because accepting the current moment in which we love means that we risk the possibility of not being loved in return. Accepting the current moment in which we reach out to another means that we risk the possibility of exposing our true self. Accepting the current moment in which we live means that we risk the possibility of dying. We accept this because it's what makes our lives worth living.
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Reverend Mark, thanks so much for joining me. It's my pleasure to be here. <laughs> Happy to have you. Good. Um, let's jump right into getting the message after the sermon. Such a timely message. Um, what was the inspiration for your message today? Um, well, the inspiration is that, um, as you know, many people um, in this congregation know, you know, I both um, am a pastor and a mental health clinician. And so I really enjoy um, doing sermons that um, can combine issues that have to do with mental well-being and spirituality. And um, the topic that, you know, was for today, radical acceptance, it comes from this very particular form of psychotherapy called DBT. And so, um, you know, not only that's something that I'm aware of in in terms of, you know, certain techniques that, you know, us as therapists use, but um, there's also been some articles about it lately. And Great. so I thought, you know, why not bring this to the congregation? <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. You kind of touched on a little bit. Um, what are some of the sources of truth or things you pulled from to draw the message, bring it together? Yeah. Um, well, there was, um, one of them was, there was an article um, that was in the New York Times, uh, maybe a year or so ago, um, that featured um, one of the psychiatrists that I had quoted in the sermon, um, Jenny Tates. Um, and she was talking about, um, you know, how radical acceptance can help people to feel better, even if you aren't personally like diagnosed with a mental health, you know, disorder, like there's just things that we can all do to help ourselves feel better and, and you know, live better lives. Um, and, you know, a lot of um, what I was talking about was also about change. And, you know, I just wanted to let people know that you don't have to wait for a special occasion to create change within yourself. You can change today, tomorrow, next week, you know, you don't have to wait till the new year. You can start right now. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Um, that's very encouraging because every day is a new chance. It is. It is. Absolutely. Great. Yeah. Um, were there anything that you couldn't incorporate or you might have to take off? <laughs> yeah. Or... Yeah. So, um, you know, radical acceptance, which is the aspect I was focusing on today, that's just one aspect of of this particular form of therapy, mm-hmm. dialectical behavior therapy. There's so much more, so much many more um, tools and um, steps that are involved in that. But I had, you know, just to keep it focused, I wanted to focus on radical acceptance, you know. And so otherwise, it could have been like a full week <laughs> seminar that we're doing here. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, super timely, super helpful. Um, I enjoyed hearing what I heard oh, good. of it. So thank you for sharing and thank you for taking Happy time to be here. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Blessings. Bye-bye, y'all.